Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. We're opening up the store for a monthly review. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How you doing this month, Kyle? Hang on. Is my mic on? Are we started? Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're, we jumped right in. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, People yeah. are listening right now. I'm confused. Waiting. I'm good. I'm to good. find out how All you're right. doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Apologies for the uh, the non-professional nature of this show, but I don't think that's why you people know. tune in. <laughs> I make no apologies for the unprofessional nature of this show. <laughs> because I don't believe in personal growth, goddammit. <laughs> oh, boy. It's been another month already. It flew by, but goddammit, I'm glad it's over, because April was not good to me. Really? April was like another record month, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, which is how you know. Which really sucks when your portfolio doesn't get to participate. Yeah, I know the feeling. Right? Right? <laughs> oh, no, and I, Kyle, I made some great options trades, made a lot of money, but my portfolio's still down. Yeah. Because of my holdings. Oh. Yeah. It's. Yep. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Space is crashing. <laughs> Space is crashing all around us. Uh, uh, you know, what I thought was funny, something that happened this week, was uh, I was making a joke, and I was like, hey, Kyle, how's space doing in the news segment? And, uh, and you were like, oh, yeah, that's right. And there was news, and it was bad news. Oh. For him, Blue Origin <laughs> took the test. I was like, oh, well, that, that joke didn't land at all. <laughs> oh, I thought you yeah, you were, you were just being a dick, huh? I thought you actually saw the news. <laughs> I was just being a dick. I didn't. I didn't know Blue Origin had a flight that beat them tourists to beat them to space with tourists. No. Yeah, it sounds like SpaceX is doing the same thing now too. So I'm like, oh fuck! I think as soon as this flight happens, I might be out of that stock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got bet consequences. We'll get to that no. at some point in the show. No. <laughs> we're we're glad you tuned in, folks, to the month and wrap up. Glad you're here. We had uh, we had some great interviews this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we spoke with uh, Richard Friesen again. He came back to the shop. We really love him. We were given the keys to to his tools, his uh, mind muscle tools. And, and Kyle's made a little bit further than me, but that's okay. A little bit. Kyle, how have you been enjoying uh, <laughs> uh, the Richard Friesen stuff? I've been trying to put as much effort into it as I can because I can see the value in this. And I think it's already starting to make an impact. I've at least been able to identify mm-hmm. the, the problems that I need to fix 
the next part's the, the fun part where I get to try to figure out how to fix those issues, correct them, or, or morph them into something that better suits me as a trader. Yes. So yeah, we had Richard. Uh, we had a we had a call with him a couple of days ago that we'll be playing at the end of this wrap up. Yes, he he joined us. Uh, where I go back into the seat. Yeah, so stick around, listen to that. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I actually uh, uh, enjoyed it uh, as part of the call, but I wasn't participating. It it got really one on one. Oh yeah, but uh, it is very valuable uh, stuff that he presents. I mean, really, really, really great. So stick around for that. Uh, but until then, uh, we also uh, we spoke with uh, Jen Beck from Cannabase, the current CEO of Jihe. Jihee.com. Mm-hmm. I actually got my I got my free samples uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. I I like that oil. She, it, it's funny too because it takes a while for it to actually start like the the menthol to the kick in to start the cooling. I have some issues with my elbow, so I've been trying it out on there just to see how it works. I don't know if I've noticed anything as far as like the pain going away, but definitely feels cool. It smells nice. Yeah, yeah. Jihee does a lot of uh, CBD products. Cannabis was a, a, a pot pricing track tracking center kind of thing that they, they managed to sell. It was like the Amazon of pot, right? Uh, yeah, that's what they were trying to be. Or at least for Denver. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing that I really took away from that interview was how close we are to getting the banking barriers removed that, that are really going to allow the marijuana industry to explode. You see, what I took away from that was how much further it still has to go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, that rule that she, she kept quoting, that 820-something eight, eight E? Like two ten e was it two ten e? I don't know the actual number, but I know it was two and the two something and then a letter. Yeah, the one that basically says that uh, you can't deduct any of your expenses. Like I have a hard time seeing any state or government letting go of that tax potential unless they can figure out another way to to tax it another way. You know. Well, it, it you can offset it through the luxury goods tax. Tax the product itself, the sale of the product. Right. I don't know how that would have to be to offset the those deductions but it sounds like it has to be pretty damn big has to be a path forward uh we we sell booze damn it we sell cigarettes mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure they can figure out how to do a way where they let marijuana participate in the banking industry because that's really the main thing that's holding it back right uh banking like that one rule banking rule Getting rid of that would would allow a lot of these stocks to join the indexes in the main exchanges and we we wouldn't we would see a lot of growth from that too just from a safety perspective uh, to make these things not have to be a cash business i mean that was one of the things that my dad was concerned about in oklahoma legalized or at least went i don't know if they went medical or if they went full legal i think they just went medical yeah. but he was worried about seeing um the crime coming in from all the people trying to rob these places <laughs> apparently that's a really big you know problem yeah. Yeah, you get a, you get a, just like banks in the 30s, you get a concentration of cash. That's where people are going to go try and rob the cash from when they're desperate, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's a guy who does ATMs and stays uh, at my hotel and we chat a lot. And dispensaries uh, rival strip clubs with the amount of cash dispensed from those ATMs. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I believe it. He, he was talking, he was talking about a dispensary in uh, Scottsdale. That uh, I think I think he said uh, forty grand got dispensed in one day because they were on four twenty. It's like, <laughs> wow, that's that's. A, <laughs> of course, he was real happy about it. He's the ATM guy. He gets a cut of the cut of the fee. 
How's the how's their stock doing that you gave us? Uh, was it Kush B? I think you bought some shares in that, right? Yeah, Kush Kushko Bottling. I did buy some shares. It's it's down. It dip, it dipped down below a dollar today, and I was real tempted to to hit place a buy order. It's at a dollar. It closed at a dollar. That's funny that that one's down because I noticed the pot and overall seemed like it was going up at least uh, for the last week or so. Yeah, just not the companies I own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have shares in the Kushko bottling, uh, OGI, and Sundial, and OGI and Sundial. Mm. I still have my Cresco Labs. That one was doing all right until today. I didn't see what it did today. I think it was down. It had been. It had been up. Yeah, it was up over thirteen. It's still up over thirteen. It closed at thirteen ten today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Big relief. (laughs) Jen had uh, Afria shares and. That's the one that just merged, isn't it? Yeah, she said they showed up as Tilray shares today. Yep, I bet she got charged for it too. I I didn't open it up and check. I wasn't I wasn't gonna tell her. Yeah, she'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't uh, either. <laughs> I I did. Yeah, I Cut did. This. I did convince. <laughs> right, I did. I did convince her to leave Robinhood. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it transferred. Just have her portfolio transferred to uh, um, TD Ameritrade. Uh, speaking of Robinhood, I posted something in the Discord today about uh, I think they made three hundred thirty million dollars just recently on order flow that they've been selling just on order flow yeah good lord i think that's what the article said mm-hmm. uh, who was our other guest we had one other guest this month didn't we eddie motherfucking pence oh that was a blast wasn't it yes it was oh do you think he actually learned anything i don't know <laughs> it's very possible <laughs> he was being polite and just trying to be funny and and but it se- it did seem like he was engaging and understanding it. Oh yeah, he is definitely engaged. Uh by some of the questions he understood. Yeah. I did I did email him later cuz we were recording the basic beginner uh, investing episode. Like I wanted to have a really entertaining like if you want an intro to the basics. Yeah. Point people here, right? So yeah. oh yeah, let's get this comedian. We'll collaborate with him. Uh, so, so when he asked for like, what's, what's a short term method I can use to make money? I did not mention the, the buy in the S and P, the, the Borman strategy, because it doesn't belong in that episode, but I did email right. him afterwards. Oh, you did say, look, look, yeah, I, yeah, I laid it out and was like, Hey, I didn't bring this up in the episode because it wasn't contextually appropriate for it, but here's an answer to your question. And he never responded. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it was really great having Eddie. It was really fun. Uh, if you if you haven't heard the episode, give it a listen. I'm sure listeners listening to our month in review have heard the basics, but it was a good time. It was a good time. It, it's much better than the first investing basics that we did too. I think that one came out a yes. lot better. <laughs> that, I went back and listened mm-hmm. to that first one and was like, oh man, that's kind of cringy. Yes, my my uh, my response as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, Kyle, um, we there's there's something I think we did promise our listeners that we were going to get to on this episode that uh, I feel like right now it's kind of like a really painful vaccine shot. Like, yeah. I just want to get it over with. We fucking lost our goddamn bet to the motherfucking random piece of shit stock. And <laughs> and and this week it's doing it again. Did you see that shit jump up? Have you been watching the random stock this week? No. What happened? Are you fucking serious? No, I forgot to even write it down. Oh my god. I thought it was an oil company, like whatever. I thought we weren't talking about it because it was like a solemn thing to both ignore it. Oh no. What it what what where's it at? Um it went uh it like opened 
Oh, well, it's it's currently over eighteen dollars a share. What was it what sixteen? It opened at seventeen. Um, it's pulled it pulled back it pulled back a little bit, but uh, on Monday it just shot up. Uh, yeah, it's down thirty two cents today. It was at like eighteen and a half this morning. Well, what did it actually open yesterday. Monday at? Remember, it's Monday open price seventeen. Now. It opened okay. at seventeen. Okay. So it 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 briefly hit ten percent mm. uh, gains, mm. and and it made me maybe really maybe sad. I was like, God damn it, not this again, <laughs> not this again. All right, so I I got this one actually from my daughter. So uh, she's uh, she's about that age. She thinks that we should probably enjoy some of the pain that she had to go through not too long ago. Um, <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> So we have to now take the SATs and post our results. That's what? that's the consequences that we got. The SAT? Yeah. Oh, I never even took it in high school. I think I took the pre-SAT. I don't yeah, I never took the Oh shit. <laughs> the so I what? did I did a little research before the show. SAT? <laughs> I did a little research before God we recorded this. To to take the actual SAT is going to be a lot harder than I thought it would be because uh, we'd have to like sign up like today and then that would be to take it in June. But I did see on the SAT's like official website they have eight practice tests on there that are available for download and the practice tests like six of the eight were actual past SAT tests. So we graduated high school about twenty years ago. You graduated two thousand. Yeah, I was in two thousand one. So, do we know if any of these are from that era? Um, probably not. I feel like we've had 20 years of, of hit world history. Like, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, hopefully there's no current events in there. <laughs> oh, and math? Math? When was the last time you did the fucking quadratic equation, motherfucker? Oh, I can do that. You could still do the quadratic equation. If it's multiple choice, I can figure it out enough to get to the right answer, I think. <laughs> okay, no, that's that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can you can work it back. Okay, mm, mul- it, these are multiple choice tests. I'm feeling a little bit better. They should be. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I don't think there's. Well, there might be write-in sections on the real SAT. Oh, but fuck. So here's what I'm proposing then. So we download the practice ones. We'll we'll each do the same one. Um, okay. I'll have Laura administer mine, and you can have Jen administer yours, and they'll be in charge of the grading. But it has to follow the same time constraints and everything else, right? Right. And then we'll right. post those on the Discord and on the website, and probably on Facebook, too, just for good measure, whenever we actually get our scores. Oh, I think we should have to live stream on the YouTube channel us taking the test. That sounds difficult. Yeah. No, that's that's thrilling content. Who wouldn't want to watch a live stream? <laughs> yeah, that would be awful. <laughs> of a guy, of an adult man <laughs> taking and the SAT practice test. <laughs> I mean, you can try if you want. <laughs> yeah, that seems... I don't know if I'm that coordinated. <laughs> so, since we'll both be taking the same ones, I kind of actually smell a side bet coming here. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, side, side bet for the month on who gets the higher score? Yeah. Really? Well, what do you think? Uh, well, uh, how much, uh, how much scratch are we... T- how much make-believe money are we talking here? Um... $25? I'll bet you 250 fake dollars that I lose. <laughs> I'll bet you 250 fake dollars you're right. Ha <laughs> ha! All right, well. No. Oh, wait, wait, now we don't even have to take it. We, the bet's a wash and we can move on. <laughs> no, there's still consequences. 
God damn it. It almost worked. All right, 25 bucks. You got it. You got it. Uh, easy money for me. You think? I'm a badass test taker. Always have been. You're, always will you're be. You're bad or good? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm good at tests. I, I've always done well. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's why we were friends in school. God damn. A couple of nerds in computer science. This is where I'm glad I have a background in nuclear <laughs> engineering. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I got the street skills. I, I hope uh, I hope the SAT has stuff for an ex truck driver, stuntman, like a musician. Well, it has a whole language section too, doesn't it? I think you probably do better at that than I will. I'll do, I'll do that. Does it have music? I'll kill you in the music section. Yeah, there's a there's a twenty minute solo that you have to do. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I hope it's a cello. Love me the big thick strings. <laughs> okay, well, this is gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, this no, should be interesting. Is, what's the, it's the opposite of that. What's it? Tedious. This is going to be tedious. Not looking forward to this. Yeah, that's like a three-hour test, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, I, I don't even have three uh. hours to schedule together to, to watch a fucking long movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I enjoy. Oh, and no prep, too. No prep. I did not no. look at any of the tests when I was doing my research, so I'm going in fresh, too. I can't go out to the bookstore and get the SAT prep book tonight? Nope. No prep. <sighs> I think the point is to not make us look good. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling confident. You want up the bet to 30 bucks? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Glad I got that on tape. Yeah. You had your chance. You're going to regret that when I lose. I'd hate for the bet to be over by the time uh, next week comes around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just keep egging each other on. I'll bet you 100. Right. Fuck your 100. 200. All right. I'm going to bet you on imaginary margin. $2,000. I'm going to bet you on this month and next month. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to margin future months. So, Kyle, uh, throughout the month, do you felt like uh, you followed the rules? You learned anything from the rules? Any new rules? Well, let's go through the rules real quick, and then uh, we'll just comment on them each, and then uh, if we want to modify or if we've got anything to add to that. Rule no- what's rule number one? Rule number one was double-check your orders. That one's staying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the hill I want to die on. Yes, yes, I, and I did follow that rule. I made no incorrect orders this month, uh, literally none. I found myself a couple times having to stop and then go back and be like, wait a minute, I didn't double check that. I found myself starting to and I had to like hit cancel, go back, look at the ticket, then I went back and did mm-hmm. it again. Yeah, I've been doing my thing where I look away from from my phone or my computer and then I have to I have to in my head recall it. Tell myself what trade I'm making. Yeah, I have to call it like, oh, that was yeah that was advice from richard right well i started doing it before he gave us the advice and oh. then he, he backed it up uh no he he reframed it in a, in a slightly different way yeah um he where he was like say the order out loud to yourself right 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 before you, you before you enter it yeah i need to start um, doing that part of it but m- mine was part of it was i have to in order to be on strategy Mm-hmm. looking away from the screen and being like, okay, this is the trade I'm making, helps me both double-check my order and make sure that I'm not just trading on a whim. Right. Or a bandwagon or whatever. Uh, that's rule number four. Oh, well, we'll get there. Rule number two, log your trades. We do a yes. good job of that because we keep it in the Discord. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like to do a better job of writing down like my thought process, but I do a lot of this at work, which I probably shouldn't be, but mm. you know, I work during most of the trading hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little more difficult to, to write the, 
the thought process down with it too, but I try to do the best I can. I got really, really lazy and I'll make a trade and then I'll just open up my order history in the Ameritrade app on my phone and take a screenshot and post it to the Discord. Yeah, that's pretty lazy. <laughs> but it works. All right, what's, uh, what's uh, rule number three? Rule number three, oh. we modified this one because it was originally don't sell put options unless you, <laughs> unless you actually want the shares. Yeah. But I think we should make it don't sell options unless you... Don't sell options you don't want exercised, I think is the rule now. Yes. And you were pushing back on this a little bit last week, I think. I was, I was. I I still stand by, I think it's a viable strategy using the probability analysis to try and sell puts that will never be exercised. There's nothing wrong with that, but what I'm saying is you pick your point where you would be happy getting the shares at that price. Well, for me, the strategy would be picking the point where I have the statistical edge based on probability analysis. Right. And then as long as I've got an exit strategy, like I know what I'm doing, it, it, I get put the shares mm -hmm. and, and I'll, you know, I'm immediately dumping them, uh, no call, no nothing and take, you know, writing it writing it as the whatever loss or gain, because, you know, depending on the size of the premium, I could get put the shares and still be up on the trade. Right. That that would be my exit strategy. But I have not been uh, pursuing that. Mm -hmm. I, I still just believe that that's a viable strategy and one I may paper trade in the future. Uh, I had some I had some success when we first started the wheel. I had some, some success with that. Right. Some pretty good success. But but that's not where my heart is. I now feel like, uh, and we'll get when we get further down the rules, I'll talk about it. But I, I now feel like I want to try and trade with the specific intent of getting them exercised. Right. So, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, rule number four: No bandwagon trades. AMC. <coughs> <laughs> See, there's a difference between blindly following something and actually doing some mm -hmm. research and. And buying in then at that point, I think. There, there is. There is. I, I, I was just fucking with you. Because AMC is, is a meme stock, and there is a lot of uh, bandwagon energy going there on. There is. You know, Reddit, There Twitter. definitely is. But uh, well, like when we talked about AMC uh, last week, mm -hmm. uh, the stuff the CEO is doing, the fact that economy is opening up and people are starting to see movies again. I think Mortal Kombat just made a ton of money in theaters. You know, uh, at $10 a share, AMC is discounted, in my opinion. Yeah. It's at $9 right now. <laughs> like, I really do think, I really do see a long-term higher number for that target. Like, when I'm looking at the company and the industry and what's happening, uh, I do think it's at a discount. I just wish I had been buying back in December when it was at like two, three dollars a share. If you remember, I had those calls when we were trading options on them, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I just picked up uh, three or four hundred shares. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, actually, there is a just real quick. There's a little bit of extra news. I posted it in the Discord. Um, the shareholder meeting for AMC was supposed to be today. This is the the fourth, by the way, Star Wars Day. Ooh, may the fourth be with you. Um, that got pushed back to June 29th, I think. Mm. And this is all speculation on my end, but I think he really wants that 500 million share offering to go through. And until the squeeze happens, he knows there's no shot of that, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if he pushed it back to that date and then it's trying, because he's been trying to manufacture it or to get it to kick off. I mean, he moved up his earnings just recently. There's some other interesting FTC rules that kind of went into effect. Uh, I don't know. Like, it seems like he's playing chess. It does. It does. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or not, but 
Mm, I don't know. It seems like something's up with this this guy. Yeah, maybe maybe he's supposed to be medicated and he stopped taking his pills. <laughs> oh god, that would suck. The, <laughs> the episodes with the yeah. yes, sir. Are you ready for the meeting? No, move it, move it, move the meeting. Can't do it. Can't do it today. <laughs> it's not today. It's next week. Move it to June. All right. Anyway, uh, number five. Have an exit plan. Have an exit strategy. I am terrible at this one. Yes. <laughs> I I have the strategy. I just I'm really guilty of changing it on the fly based on like what what's shiny new object has my interest today. I think my strategy of selling contracts like cash secured puts and covered calls on like the group mm-hmm. of stocks that I'm following, I think really that is the best plan for myself because uh, I don't necessarily have to worry about an exit plan at that point. My exit plan's kind of baked into right. the options There's, that I'm selling. Right. There is no exit plan. There's It shifts from calls to puts. That's all. Right. So I think adopting my strategy to where my strengths are is more of a better plan for myself than to try to try to figure out a way to successfully day trade fucking SPY calls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm not great at this. Maybe I should stop fucking around with it. Making me money. Yeah, but I have the hardest time saying like, oh, 20%, that's good, I'm done. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm now at the point where I'm like, 20%, do I wait for 30? No, fucking sell it now, Dan, don't take the chance, 20% is so goddamn great, take it, take it, take it. Are you? I A lot of times, I oh, well, man. that's where, but based on good what you, it's man. been for me so far. Because, yeah, like that's, a- that's where you need to be at men- mentally. That's, that's where that rule came about, to try to get back into that headspace. It's very easy to, to let that greed that inner greed say don't miss out yeah it's gonna go up more yep uh but i i really feel like i have grown to where i get a lot more excited about being like dan if you can average over 20 percent twice a month you're gonna be one rich motherfucker keep doing it that's great <laughs> take it take it take it <laughs> like i've got that now i've got a new voice inside that that is, yeah that's egging me on oh that's fantastic i'm happy for you oh thank you uh, yeah, I literally am going to see, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a chunk of my portfolio that it's it's sitting in cash right now, because it's not in any puts, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, any calls, it's not in any SPY calls, and, it, I, and I'm waiting for the next round. Today, I was even looking at it, and I was thinking like, well, I could, it's, it's 30 minutes to close, I think this is a great time, I could buy, and, and I stopped myself and be like, no, Dan, follow the strategy. And then like, of course, at close, I'd pull them up and be like, well, I would, I'd be up 15% right now. God damn it. <laughs> Throw my phone. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay with it because it's not the strategy that I'm following. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so far, making me money. Really digging that strategy this month. All right. Last one I think we wrote down was the paper trading new strategies, or at least testing them. Yes. I am currently in the middle of a paper trading a new strategy. Okay, what's this one? This is the wheel, but specifically with weekly options. You know how I feel about weeklies. <laughs> yeah, you're not the biggest fan. No. I do know that. But I'm paper trading them, so I'm not risking anything. It's just taking a little bit of my time each day. There you go, paper trading. Got the rules. Should we, should we, should we pick up the phone and, and, and have Richard check in with us? Um, I was going to ask first if you had any new ones that you wanted to propose. Oh, any new rules? Um, Anything from anything you learned this week, or is it all just reinforced what we've already selected? I learned that you can't trust the random at all. Yeah, that's not a rule. <laughs> no, it's not a rule at all. <laughs> you know, I was a little nervous when we first put this list together. I mean, we came up with six cardinal rules, basically. 
But, you know, after reviewing them and having a month to think about them and kind of take it in, like, I think they're pretty solid. They, they've helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, you know, th- they make us think about the process and try and improve the process. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's really important. I know that's, that's Richard Friesen's main uh, thrust of, of his strategy is to focus on your process, not, not trade an iron condor and you'll make money over time. I really yeah. think that the simpler your strategy, the better you'll do. Yeah. You need to be able to control as many of the variables as you can once you start introducing more complex orders, and I think that's where you start to lose. And that's 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 the thing that, that I've been struggling with, like changing them on the fly. Like, okay, I, I want this cash for this other trade, so I'll go ahead and close out this put that I sold. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's not really, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. That's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, I freed up the cash. That helped me. Uh, but I can't, honestly, I can't think of any new rules that I would add. I other... can't either. All right. Well, let's move on to Rich. Is that a, is that a phone I hear? <laughs> I wonder if we, if I played the sound of a phone ringing, people wouldn't know what it was. I think it's been long enough to where people just have ringtones now. I mean. They've had ringtones for 25 years. My ringtone sounds like a ringing phone. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah. That's so annoying. <laughs> I would what? hate that. Oh. No, I. <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> it's what you know. It's familiar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it gives me anxiety to hear a, a phone ringing. Somebody shut that thing off. It does for me. Well, that's only because I ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's move on and uh, let's uh, let's let's get a hold of Richard and All start right, that me, up. Let me get my couch. All right. Lean back. <laughs> relax. Let's dim the lights. I'm going to light some incense here, Kyle. Tell me if this bothers you. I can switch to sage, but I'm doing Nog Champa. I don't want to yes and you. <laughs> I don't want to encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, let's really move on. All right, folks, we are now joined by our wonderful friend, Richard Friesen. He is back again We're, uh, for the monthly review. We're going to talk to him about uh, the progress we're trying to make. How are you doing today, Rich? I'm doing just fine. I'm getting ready for a trip to Yellowstone with uh, kids and grandkids for two weeks. It's been a long delayed vacation, so I am absolutely delighted and spending the day packing. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so jealous because uh, I'd love to have a good vacation right about now. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you should have fun there. Is this the first big family trip since the pandemic stuff? Yes, indeed. Oh, man. I bet everybody's just itching to get out, too. Mm-hmm. One thing that's interesting about this whole pandemic is my avoidance of closeness, touch, mm-hmm. handshaking. It's become a habit to step away from people. Mm-hmm. And what happens to our brains after a year of doing that, we create new neural patterns in our brains. And mm-hmm. I am thinking about a lot of people that I see that have created a bit of paranoia. The mask mm-hmm. has become a, like a talisman. And it's going to be interesting to see how these patterns change our behaviors because, you know, even I, I just, I don't assume the warmth, the touch um, going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see if anything hangs on. Yeah. And just the recovery from that, just from the mindset, like, is it going to, can we go back to normal, right? Or is it going to be something that takes years? Um, A good question. I don't know. I just met a new, a new person and we without thinking very naturally bumped elbows instead of shaking hands and as you're saying that i'm realizing (laughs) like and we did it was natural there was no like wait what are you doing it was just 
We reached the hand started to reach, but by the time we make it, it had swung into el- an elbow touch. Like the impulse to to shake hands just converted right into the elbow touch. I was like, is that is that going to be it? I want to go back to shaking hands. <laughs> I like the shaking hands, but yeah, that is terrible for passing germs. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's uh, let's let's dive into what we brought Rich here for, so he can get back to his packing and enjoying his his family vacation. Yes, yes, yes. As our listeners hopefully recall from the last time we had Rich on, he was generous enough to give us access to his Mind Metrics uh, program. Yes, along with some of the courses that he offers, or most of the courses actually. And uh, we we wanted to have Rich back on here so he can kind of give us his thoughts on some of the progress that we're making. And I've got some things that I'd like to cover with Rich, and I'll go ahead and just jump right in if you're ready. Go. All right. So I identified, I think I filled up the uh, the behavior, the previous behavior issues with, <laughs> with things that I wanted to work on, but I decided that I probably should just focus on two or three of them so I don't overload myself. Uh, but the two that I really wanted to to focus on to start with was Number one, being unsatisfied with small gains. And then the second one was having trouble with the red market days that caused me feelings of despair and de- depression uh, to the point where I usually just turn it off and walk away. I don't even watch. I went through and I looked at the positive intent from those behaviors. So with the, the small gains, I, de- I determined that it's keeping me from, from selling early and missing out on larger games. That's the positive mm-hmm. intent of this behavior that I don't like. And with the red market days, that prevents me from acting irrationally as I won't watch the market in those conditions. If I turn it off, then I can't sell out of fear. Okay. So I've identified my issues, the positive intent behind those issues. And then the next would be to try to to convert those into positive uh, uh, processes, right? Right. Well, I'm looking at this and I'm really impressed because a lot of people have a hard time uh, accurately and clearly filling this in, but you have done a great job, and you're absolutely right. Once you understand the positive intent, then we can say, does my old behavior fill that positive intent, or is there a new behavior that does it better? And you've done a great job of defining those. Well, thank you. I wanted to put a lot of effort into to trying to get this right because I, I think there's a lot of value here, and it's not just even with the trading, um, just being like we'll get into the set scores because that's one of my commitments, but um, just being aware of my emotions and then trying to look at it with a curious and open state. Uh, I see benefit to that, not just in my trading life, but in my personal life. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll find myself having conversations with people and then suddenly being aware of the the emotional state that I'm in, just chatting with them and being like, hmm, that's interesting. I didn't realize that this person brought up that feeling. Well, let me compliment <laughs> you on your response to that. When you say, that's interesting, mm-hmm. curiosity, that's interesting. Those kind of responses says we're open, we're curious, we want to learn more. As versus, oh, I got a tight stomach or, oh, that made me angry. I shouldn't be angry. Mm-hmm. You know, again, as we talked about last time, that that brings up stress. Right. But when you say that's interesting, what a wonderful state to go forward. So well done. Oh, thank you. It's not been all uh, easy <laughs> uh, <laughs> progress. Um, so the, trying to change my, my behavior with the, the, the small gains, um, to try to be enthusiastic with small gains and understanding mm-hmm. that they add up to big gains, I committed myself to closing out one trade a week for a small profit. And the idea was that I'm going to try and feel joy when I know that my strategy is working, when I'm, when I'm taking these baby steps towards profitability. I did manage to close out a trade for a small profit on the 29th, but 
I fought it every step of the way. <laughs> okay, good. So, mm-hmm. so let's let's look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing to go back to that incident for a moment and uh, recreate those experiences? Um, there were several of them, but yes, we can we can definitely do that. So imagine the trade, mm-hmm. and you have made a commitment to take profits at some level, mm-hmm. and notice your hand going to the mouse to do so. And notice the voice or the part that doesn't want to do that. So let's mm-hmm. go back to that. And it might be helpful to even close your eyes and just get into that situation. Look at the screen. Imagine the screen. Notice the commitment. Notice the voice that says, okay, take the profit. Notice what you said. It fought all the way. That part of you that mm-hmm. fought all the way. I want you to feel both of those. And I'll give you a moment to do that. Okay. All right, I think I'm there. Okay, so the voice that is fighting that, does that have a name? Like a, a person speaking to me, or is it? Yeah, I think it's more. Voice. So I'm, I'd like to understand that voice better. And I thought it'd be nice if I had a name for it. But if not, we can just call it the voice. I think it's more just my internal <laughs> monologue. <Okay. laughs> In- I think it's, it's other me. We'll call it other me. Other me. Okay, great. I like so, that. Kyle, can I have a conversation with other me, the one that does not want to take the trade off? Okay. Okay. So Kyle's other me, this is Rich. You've probably been listening and you are there, <laughs> I believe, with a positive intent for Kyle. And with my understanding that you are there to help him out and you have positive intent, can I have your permission to have a conversation with you? Yes. Okay, so Kyle's other me. Kyle has made a commitment to take some small profits and execute his strategy. And when he does so, you are concerned about it or you're fighting him or you don't want him to do it. Can you explain a little bit more about what your position is and what you're doing? Can you tell me about what's going on that you're trying to stop this? Well, the the positions that... that Kyle was trying to close out have a lot of potential to to really make some good money and mm-hmm. to be closing out and taking the small gains. We're really going to be missing out on, on something much bigger. Okay. So your positive intent is to avoid the small profits and to take advantage of huge gains. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But yes, that sounds accurate. So how would you feel if he got out of a trade and then it just kaboom? would have made a lot of money. What would that experience be like for you? There uh, would be a lot of regret, anger. Ang- regret and anger. Okay. Probably would lead to some uh, more trading, trying to <laughs> recapture some of that. <laughs> Great. So it'd be some revenge trading to try to get it back. Excellent. I would think so. Yep. So you are there to prevent a whole bunch of horrible things, you know, missing out on a great opportunity and then the emotional reaction to try to, which is going to pr- produce some crazy trading. Mm-hmm. So you're there to prevent all of that. Is that right? Yes. Good. Can I give you an appreciation? Sure. So I appreciate you are there for positive intent for Kyle. Well, thank you. Okay. So that positive intent to keep him more emotionally stable, to give him the mac- allow him to maximize his profits is a really good goal. So if you look back, uh, Kyle's other me, and you just look back statistically, 
How has that worked for Kyle? Um, probably not great. <laughs> There's been many times we've held something that we should have sold. There's been a few times where we could have made some really good money, but yeah, mm -hmm. there's definitely been a lot that <laughs> did not work quite so well. Okay. So your intent is really positive for Kyle to help him emotionally handle a market that may move after he gets out. Mm -hmm. And that that is more important to you, even with your positive intent, than statistically he doing well over time. Is that right? I think his well-being is my primary concern. Excellent. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. His well-being. So if you were to look at, oh, obviously Kyle has multiple parts of well-being, you know, family and retirement, and there's all sorts of different things. But if you look at his well-being, what part of his well-being is really important? I think his mental state more than anything else. His mental state, great. And so staying in a trade has the potential to prevent a very painful emotional state. Is that right? It does, yes. Yeah. Okay, so even though statistically in the larger sample size, this may not be as profitable, it is profitable in the, in the emotionally profitable sense that it reduces the huge downside risk. It's like a stop or it's like mm -hmm. an option. And avoiding that pain is more important than long-term statistical profitability. Does that make sense to you, Kyle's other self? It does. Okay, great. Great. So if there were another way that Kyle could remain emotionally stable in a trade and play a more statistically profitable game over the long run, would you fight that? Or would that be something you would be interested, a new skill in developing? I would be interested, but I would probably still fight it. Yeah. And you would fight it because? Just the, the promise of riches. <laughs> I think that's really what it comes down to. That dream. Once you sold it, you don't have the, the dream is gone. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about Kyle's dream. If we look at not just the things, but what meaning does that dream have to him? Financial freedom. Okay. To no longer have to answer to anybody else but myself. Right. Financial freedom. Don't have to answer to anybody else. What else? To be able to support my family yeah. with something that I know I can do and do yeah. well. Yeah. Wow. Those are really important. Financial freedom, don't have to answer to anybody, being able to take care of your family. I can't think of anything that would feel better and be more important. Can you? No. Oh, great. I'm so glad that we have that definition of what you want to do. Whew. So now the question is, how can you best support Kyle in what is most meaningful to him? Oh, uh, I suppose we should probably let him take profits when they're available. <laughs> okay. It should make sense to take those profits when they're there. Yeah, We've seen that, it happen many times where it goes to zero because we didn't, and we wanted it to go back, and yeah. it didn't go back either. Yeah. And that laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me, have, laugh like that again. I should do this. <laughs> <laughs> and if that laugh had words, what would it say? It says, you know, this is wrong, but you're doing it anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so this is what I'm feeling right now is some sadness coming up. And I don't know if that's my projection on you or just so if you were um, at your emotional state right now, does that resonate at all? What's going on deeper with Kyle? Yeah, I think despair is uh, too despair. strong of a word, but it's almost like we see the path that we want to go, but now we've suddenly just admitted that it's going to be a lot harder to do than we thought. Yeah. What? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the reason it's a lot harder than you thought is because you have disciplined. You, We talked about this last time, using force, willpower to overcome this really deep need to take care of your family, to have financial freedom, to not have anybody tell you what to do. And those are such powerful forces, and you try to discipline yourself out of them. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, what a struggle. Yeah, you put it that way. Yeah. yeah. No wonder. So... Now, let's imagine there is a possibility of Kyle stepping into his highest self, Mm -hmm. stepping into the master trader mindset, one that he knows in the long term has the best opportunity to take care of his family, to have financial freedom, to be able to do what he wants without anybody telling him what to do. What if stepping into that... Well, let me rephrase that. I want you to imagine stepping into that mindset which there is no struggle, Mm. there is no pain, that the statistical trades he knows is going to slowly but surely gain those gains to him. And he feels so good about being a master trader. He feels so good about playing a long-term statistical game. He feels so good about step-by-step going to his dream. Can you imagine that for a moment? I can feel it right now. (laughs) I feel peaceful and joy. Right. So what if you didn't have to struggle? What if stepping into Kyle's highest self was stepping into peace and joy? That would feel pretty damn good. So I want you to stay with this feeling right now of how good mm-hmm. it feels. And I'm issuing you an invitation that this state right now mm-hmm. is who Kyle really is at his core, that the other voices were just voices that he adopted or came into him, but who Kyle is at his heart, a good man, a good man who wants financial freedom for himself and his family, so that he can do what's important to him without anybody telling him what to do. And his method for getting there is built on strong statistical advantages. And his dream will come true as he steps into his master trader's mindset, slowly and surely, step at a time. And I want you to feel what it's like to be that powerful for a moment. And for Mm -hmm. some of us, it's pretty scary to be that powerful. So we retreat, go back. Really? Yeah. Imagine stepping into that power right now. And how does that feel? 
right now I'm excited to try to, to meet my goal for next week, to be honest with you. Okay. Can I offer a reframe for that? Mm-hmm. Rather than trying, which is a struggle, I'm excited about being in that mindset. Try saying uh, that. I'm excited about being in that mindset. Excellent. I'm so, excited for experiencing that next week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's create that mindset and start to drill it in. So as you feel the powerful Kyle, as you feel the mindset of not struggling, as you look to the master trader's mindset that is going to ultimately on the long term add to Kyle's financial freedom, taking care of his family, giving him the ability to make his own decisions in life. I want you to step into it. And as you step into it, I want a physical something that anchors that. Could be the thumb and forefinger together, squeezing a fist. So as you step into it, allow some physical representation of this state to rise in your body. I started to do it with my right hand, but I feel like I should do it with my left hand, so... I have my mouse free. Okay. I got it. So what is the physical representation? It's the feeling of my fingernail on the inside of my, or my thumb V's. Okay, great. So I want you to feel that, put that there and mm-hmm. describe the powerful Kyle, the master trader and describe how he approaches a trade and exiting that trade from that powerful master trader mindset. When Kyle sees the, he has the advantage statistically. Mm-hmm. When something meets his criteria, he acts. And when he hits his target profit percentage, he exits and he feels peaceful about doing so. Okay. So and now, he, now save that from the first person. And now I feel peaceful. So let's say that all from the first person right now as you're pressing that fingers together. Describe mm-hmm. that experience from your own point of view. When I see that I have the statistical advantage, mm-hmm. I jump on it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not jump, but I execute mm-hmm. without hesitation. Mm-hmm. And when I reach my target profit goal, I sell mm-hmm. without hesitation mm-hmm. and I feel peaceful. Wow. So this is powerful Kyle, the Kyle that is meant to be. So as you step into it, I want you to look back and look out at the world. Is there anybody in the world that objects to this? A spouse, a parent living or dead. Who would object to Kyle being this powerful to be able to make these trading decisions statistically and profitably? Who out there or what out there would object? Honestly, I can't think of anybody. Okay, excellent. Excellent. Okay, so now when you sit down to trade, I want you to use the same fingering that you have now. Mm -hmm. Step into the mindset. Feel how good it feels to feel the peace and the joy. No trying, no discipline, no work, no effort, but just stepping into something that not only feels better, honors your values, 
but get you to your goals. Mm -hmm. So everybody out in the audience who's been listening to this, you can also do the same exercise. When you look at a struggle and you look at a voice, you can find its positive intent. You can then translate that positive intent to behaviors that step into your highest self, into that powerful master trader. And this is available to all of us. Ooh, boy, does that feel better. Thank you, Kyle. I feel great right now. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. Ah, it's like the best pep talk I've ever had. I had to keep myself from cracking jokes because uh, I didn't want to interrupt the process. That was fantastic. I appreciate that, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, this is a great experience for you is when you feel like cracking a joke, that means I am having, generally, I am having a feeling that is exposing something I want to keep down. It's kind of a clue to that. Hmm. Oh, I I actually thought it was just I wanted uh, my share of the attention and uh, uh, wanted to remind listeners I was still part of the experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, I I did uh, briefly when when I wanted to crack a joke. I was like, Dan, why did you want to crack that joke? Like you're listening to them do this amazing stuff, and that, that's what I came up with. Was like, oh well, it's it's because you love attention and you like to be liked and and. Uh, that's that's why. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, well, I'll shut up and let Kyle grow. <laughs> it it sounds like um, yeah. it sounds like you have been getting something out of the the set measurements because I don't think you would have made that introspection, you know, two weeks ago or last month. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It was because I was following along with you and I was in that mindset of uh, uh, the the set scores and the the emotional assessments. Absolutely, that's why I did it. I, I I because my mind was on it. You guys were talking about it, and I was like, oh well, I can play along here at home, and uh, and I did. <laughs> and and well, though funny. I haven't managed to do the exercises, you know, it 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 has uh, it, just being aware uh, of my emotional state when I'm trading. I've been trying to make my trades when I'm not feeling. An emotion such as fear of missing out or, or anxiety of mm -hmm. it, it going down. I've been trying to make the trades when I'm looking at it and I'm thinking about it and I'm putting it together with my plan and strategy and went like and go, okay, well, this isn't the price I wanted, but these options, it's it's already at fifty days. If I move in now, I'll get something for for these contracts. You, you know, it it it. Then I make the trades and and it's a lot better. Uh, uh, well, I, if but, I can give you an appreciation I, I for, and this is, Dan, such a great example for all your listeners, is the power of just awareness, awareness of your emotional state while you're mm -hmm. trading. Oh, my gosh, Dan, that is so great. And I so appreciate it because it's such a great example oh, for everybody around you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and, and I want to apologize to you and by proxy myself for not making... Uh, a higher priority of your course. I did watch through the intro stuff and I got to uh, setting up, uh, recording my own set scores and, and then I never got back to it. And and listening to, to Kyle's experience and, and seeing him get so far along, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm hurting myself. I'm not offending Richard. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting myself by not working through this process. Look how effective it is. 
Okay, as you know, uh, I love doing reframes. Would you be willing to reframe? <laughs> sure. Sure. So I have not, you know, the reframe, I have not uh, done this in the past. And I realize that this is, you know, there is a lot of changing in it. And I'm taking my time. I'm being careful. And I've had a, a positive experience to draw me into this. And wow, this is going to be more, this is going to be really interesting as I step into it now. So you notice what happened is I removed the judgment. I removed the self-criticism. Starting from where you are, I've created a positive invite to step into a new experience. So congratulations and well done. No trying or no judgment or self-criticism need happen. It's all great. Yeah, what a great feeling to to just be allowed to be excited about a thing, even if I have been judging myself about not doing it yet. Just, I still get to do it. Why not be excited about getting to do it? That's awesome. Sure. So many of us, and as I grew up, we motivate ourselves with self-criticism and self-judgment because a lot of us learn that from our parents, from our parents who were either self-critical or felt that how to love us was to criticize us so we would do better. So we've adopted that. Hmm. Better states is more fun. It's less stressful. (laughs) It feels better. And we actually do it rather than locking ourselves into a self-critical state of trying. Oh, my gosh. I love the invitation to a better feeling state instead. Oh, yeah. I love the... I love the way that the I feel the impact on this, and not just my trading, but in my everyday life too. Um, like I'll give you a quick example of of something just for the show. Like I, I held off on reaching out to somebody that I wanted to try to get the guest on the show, and I was analyzing why I didn't want to just make the the email. And I, I came to the realization that uh, if I don't send the email yet, then he hasn't said no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Schrodinger's cat. It's still a possibility. And I think a lot of, yeah, I learned a lot about myself, I think, just from that. And that was really, that was really interesting, I thought. Yeah. So when we look at some event that we're avoiding or procrastination, we just do a set score. What are my physical sensations? What are mm-hmm. emotions? And what are the quality of my thoughts? And to allow those to be okay. This is the important part is the acceptance. Because if we, start to uncover things with increased awareness, and then we judge them. <laughs> That's like kicking a dog every right. time it comes to you. You know, after a while, the dog's going <laughs> to yeah. say, uh, you know, screw you. <laughs> I don't want that judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't realize uh, why that was so important until we really started doing it and, and like, keeping that, that – uh, you know, writing down the the actual emotions that I was feeling, the sensations. Uh, once I started doing that portion of it, then I started to realize why that acceptance was so important. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this has been great. And it's also been running on. I didn't want to keep you this long because I figured you had some packing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we go ahead and... Dan, do you have anything else that you want to touch on before we let Richard go? No, I think this is this is all so great and, and so helpful. 
and not just for stock trading, but, but like Kyle just said, for life. Uh, I back up everything he just said. This is It's always a, a pleasure to have you, Richard. Uh, you're, you're so amazing. We feel really, really grateful to have, have you come on and, and share your expertise with us. Uh, so, so amazing that you do. And we want to thank mm-hmm. you so much. Well, I, as I have said earlier, I think before the show, that you guys have a tremendous package of information, humor, entertainment, heart-to-heart communications and openness. You are willing to look at yourselves as examples and really giving people a chance to grow through example and through uh, the wonderful package of all that you put together. So I'm really impressed. Well, thank you very much, Richard. We love hearing compliments. (laughs) I can't can't wait for the day uh, that that we can report uh, that, that we're trading from our higher selves. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right, folks. I think that's going to wrap up our month in review segment with Richard. Uh, We want to thank you all for joining us. Kyle, did you have any last thoughts? I'm thinking that we're going to have to do a quicker month in review than we thought, so that way we can air as much of this uh, as we can. As if, uh, right, uh, if, right. If we do, I don't. I don't want to edit this. I'd, I'd rather have an hour and a half podcast episode. Hey, we can. We're allowed to. That's we right. Do whatever we want. Yeah, it it's is our, our show. show. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. And if you've made it this far, ha! Jokes on you. You listened. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But you know, we we are we got to close up the shop some, sometime. We we'd love to just sit around and do this, you know, sixteen hours a day if we could. Wink, wink. Uh, but we can't. So thank you for coming and showing up. We love you all. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, we'll be getting that out shortly. You know, uh, we will. And until next time, happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.